Hi, I'm Natalie. I'm Lena. And I'm Sean. We are three friends who all love film and thought it would be cool to discuss movies from our perspective. We rate movies in terms of how drunk you need to be to enjoy them. We call it the Martini Scale. Who's excited for Thanksgiving? I, I am. love oh Thanksgiving. It's my favorite holiday. Is it really? It's your favorite holiday? Yeah, because I get to eat mashed potatoes for like seven days straight. That's weird. <laughs> I've never heard anyone say Thanksgiving was their favorite holiday. Really? I love no. food. I mean, I enjoy the holiday very much, but I, I don't, mean, I like Halloween. That can is I just my favorite. tell you, like, okay, so I'm weird, and I'm like, I, I know that about myself, especially when it comes to food, I'm very picky, and yesterday I participated in a potluck. Oh. And it was a potluck of, like, potluck of the world. Like, there were so many different types of food that people brought from different, like, there was the base of turkey and stuffing, but then it was like, there was a bunch of different people that Did you do that at work? Yeah. Oh, okay. And um, what was interesting is that I... Moments like this like make me incredibly self-aware of how picky I actually am mm-hmm. because I don't like to eat food that like was cooked in someone's house with their cat and they're like I don't know oh it weirds God. me out. Oh, it's, it's weird. It's weird. Okay. So anyway, I tried like so many different things and I just I don't know. It was just weird for me and I decided that I don't like potlucks and oh. I just, unless you're bringing like <laughs> pre-processed food from Trader Joe's. I don't want to participate. In Do you seriously like food from a grocery store pre? prepared that you don't know the ingredients versus somebody making it themselves yes but also i I trust it from people i know like Mm -hmm. you guys if you were cooking i I wouldn't that wouldn't freak me out but Mm -hmm. it's like people like i don't know like how clean your kitchen is where you prepared this thing right like it's yeah it's weird i don't know interesting okay but I'm also, like I said, I'm not very adventurous with food, and I'm really picky with food in general. If you've ever been out with me, you know this. Yes. <laughs> so I feel like, I don't know, it was just like heightened for this experience. And interesting. so no more potlucks for Sean. Sorry. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, I mean, I do love all the foods for Thanksgiving, and yeah. I get to take a vacation down in Mexico for Thanksgiving every year, so that does make every it year. extra special. So. In fact, you're leaving right after we record this episode. Exactly. Yeah. I'm so and excited And I cannot wait to be in Mexico with some cocktails and some sun and good food and Jelly. good family. And We actually need some cocktails this morning because we have had quite a morning. Oh, I know Lena God. has a story about a notebook and so, parking was challenged this morning. And... Parking, our stupid building next door is ripping up their entire driveway and putting it back together for some goddamn reason. Um. Anyways, so I parked on the street so that this morning that Sean could park behind Natalie. But anyways, Natalie parked behind the st- on the street too because we we're going to do some moving around of stuff. Anyways, these ginormous... Oh, I'm talking about something else. Anyways, the cement trucks were blocking everything. That was part of the morning. But my other part of the morning was I went downstairs to my car because I was like, oh shit, I forgot my notebook and my notes are in there for the, for the episode. And I walk up to my car, which is across the street, and my fucking notebooks were on top of the roof. I oh, left you left them, them there overnight. Overnight. So someone potentially saw your podcast notes for today. Yes. <laughs> and my nail schedule and when I get my lashes redone, like my whole other notebook with my calendar was I hope there. this doesn't leak before we publish this oh episode. Oh, my God. Lena, I'm going to be But pissed. I also was like, um, how safe is our neighborhood? No one even cared about my notebooks. <laughs> Yeah. And also, you do live it was in a safe neighborhood. Well, I didn't really even notice them until I walked right up to the car. So, because they are kind of the same color. I thought that your story about the notebook was going to be much more compelling. Oh, well, Having because said my that, work notebook was with it. I oh, have okay. several note, well, two notebooks. Gotcha. 
No. So I think that I would love to hear Natalie tell us about this lovely martini because I have oh, to tell yeah, you, it's... I've been drinking this for a while and I'm, first of all, I'm already a little tipsy mm-hmm. after like four sips and it tastes like a dessert sensation. Yeah, it's definitely yes. a dessert. And I feel like I want a refill because the whipped cream is so good. Yeah. I went real strong on this because I've already gotten into a screaming match with the cement truck driver. Yes. <laughs> blocking our driveway I can, I can this morning. I can to that. I can attest to that. Um, so I was just really ready to dive into this There's cocktail. There's nothing like some ruddy whip though. Yeah. Mm. Oh, so lovely. this is... Is a pumpkin spice martini. Oh, damn it! I knew this was going to be a pumpkin spice something. Of course, of course. I, do you know that I've never? This is so as basic and white as I am. Mm-hmm. I have never had a pumpkin spice latte before. Really? Ever. I don't think I have either. They're I just refuse. Pretty to, good. I refuse because I just typically don't like the flavor of pumpkin. Like I don't like pumpkin pie, oh. and so I associate. I feel like the pumpkin spice latte is going to taste like the pumpkin pie. But well, this doesn't it, taste like a pumpkin I think anything. No. The pumpkin spice stuff is more of like a nutmeg cinnamon taste than it is a pumpkin. Even on the latte. That's what I've heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very heard. nutmeggy. And um, I would argue that this is mm-hmm. very similar. It's very mm-hmm. similar. Might be the most delicious martini you've ever had. It is oh very my good. Gosh. I'm just trying to make is you feel this, better. Is this a one popcorn <laughs> martini? <laughs> it is. Okay. I may have had a rough morning, so I want to <laughs> kiss your ass a little bit. Well, I also haven't been very good with the martinis lately so i do yeah, appreciate I was gonna say, this one is i will say the last couple of fabulous. them were I, they were amateur i'm just gonna say <laughs> it. They, they were not i think i was trying to experiment too much and i'm not so. quite that uh, much of a craftsman when it comes to the cocktails as i, think, I thought i was okay. and i was like whoa we really we crossed the line of what is acceptable so here's she my... has a scientific friend next to her who can help with yeah. some ingredients. oh yeah i had an issue prepping some stuff last night <laughs> Okay. Is that a story? Have, you, you, have you ever had raw cranberries? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't I don't consume cranberries other than in juice form in a cosmopolitan. Okay. Um so I don't have I speaking of Thanksgiving, I could care less if cranberries are on the table or some sort of cranberry Sauce. jam. Yeah. I don't do any of that. I don't get she the fruit like away. With her... I don't want the fruit yeah. on my savory stuff. I have a I whole plate enjoy of savory. I some cranberry on the turkey. Oh, I, I, with I can't. the stuffing, I kind of I do enjoy that. I don't. I don't do it at all. So I've never made cranberry sauce or really anything with cranberries. So in a future episode, <laughs> I needed to you know, as much as I can, I try and use like fresh ingredients or things that I make. Like when I did my like sure. lavender simple syrup, rather than just buying something, I'm figuring out how to make it. Yeah. So there's the, a cranberry the version, if you will. Yeah. So there's a cranberry element to a future martini. Oh. And so I bought fresh cranberries and I've never, I was like, why are these like hard little rocks? Like how are we? And I was like, not going to do what I want it to do in the martini. Is this going to be for our favorite holiday movie martini? No. No. Oh, sorry. I I was like. (laughs) Silly of me to make those assumptions. I was like, you have to boil those. She's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, they're hard as a rock, aren't they? And she's like, yeah. And I go, yeah, you got to boil them. Interesting. So then you can use them. I had no idea. I was thinking that, not that I don't love your martinis now, because I do. Uh-oh. I, but oh. I was thinking, so, like, we've been thinking, like, 2020, our mission we're is, like... We're going to need refills on this. I know. 2020, mm-hmm. we're thinking, like, our mission is, like, take the podcast to the next level, right? And, like, mm-hmm. grow the audience and stuff, because we've been doing it for a year, and we're going to feel, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're going to take it to the next level. So, I was thinking maybe to attract, like, 
another level of audience. We could have like Andy Cohen doesn't like the Bravo Clubhouse. We have like a hot bartender making the martinis. Ooh. And then we like use that on social media to like thirst trap people and listen to our show. <laughs> <laughs> Joey. I mean, listen, oh, I am yeah. yeah, I'm open to well, suggestions. You know what's funny? Because on one of our last episodes, uh Lena guest bartended she did. on the King did. episode. It was very good actually. And so I was talking to one of our previous guests that we have had on, Hannah. Okay. And I told her she was looking at the picture. She liked it. And she was like, ooh, that looks really good. And I was like, that was from our guest barten- bartender, Lena. Oh, guest Bartini. Yeah. And she was like, I would love to come and be a guest bartender oh. and like just make you guys martinis. I'm like, this would actually be fun and allow like yeah. other creative yeah. minds to kind of come in and they can be an audience and listen to us do our podcast and make us martinis. I and like then, that a lot. Since we're talking, I can't do refills. So we could exactly be like, yeah. refill, Gaston. Yeah, yeah. Gaston. <laughs> Gaston. <laughs> I like it. I do. I like that. I think, so if you're listening to and you have other ideas of things that you would like to hear us do on the podcast, like go ahead and submit those ideas to us because we... um we're excited. We have some ideas in the works of what we want to do going forward, but we definitely, like I said, we're we're going to try to like grow the podcast and take it to the next level in the next yeah. year. So let's let's include our audience in that. Let's yeah. up these fun. martinis. Yeah. yeah, good times. So now, so, can you tell us what the topic is for this episode? Well, this is going to be this was your idea. Yes, this is an episode. I may have heard a version of this on another podcast oh, and thought it was super Lord. cute. Did you just steal an idea? <gasps> Maybe. And what else in this industry isn't <laughs> stealing from something at some point? Yeah. Um, so this is going to be movies that we're thankful for. So the idea of this is movies that we just love, are dear to our hearts. We're thankful they're a part of our lives. It's not necessarily our top 10 favorite movies. We will eventually do that episode. We've been talking about that since the God, first one. It's so I know. hard. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's a goal of ours to not totally repeat movies on every single episode that we do especially our best or top of episodes so i think that this was something that it's like these could be totally out of the box picks hopefully we don't have any repeats on each other's list i feel like we might not which will be kind I of cool i don't think you For have any of yeah. my movies so on i think list. to me these are like there's pieces of these movies that are so special to me and i love them and but they're not like what i think is like my favorite movies ever in cinema in history yeah cinematic history they're and not I, my top 10 i will tell you i think i they're told you great this movies via text the other night but i actually i have a little twist on mine and it, yeah. it's not it's not like a twist per se it's just when i think about gratitude there's a particular word that like just kept coming to mind mm-hmm. and so i use that word as my filter as my lens to choose this list okay and i don't think my list my list is not going to be a revelation to anyone like i have talked about some of these films before um and i struggled with that because i know we talked about like making mm-hmm. them different than that but i haven't talked about any of these movies oh interesting before. i most haven't talked of mine... about any of mine either okay so mm-hmm. i'm gonna not win that battle because i've <laughs> i've talked about most of these movies before well that's and that's but i'm part of them me in a originally yes. no that's good yeah i think there's certain movies that like i don't have on my list that like made me think about something in life different Yes. After watching it. Yes. So it's like there can be things like that that I think emotionally changed you for a while. And that's why you're thankful and kind of have gratitude towards yes. that movie. Exactly. Um, so it's movies we're grateful for. Yeah. Okay. This is like most of mine are really fun type of movies. Like I didn't I don't because a lot of the movies that I think 
impacted me emotionally are more on the like movies that gave me the feels like there's a few others that I you know mm-hmm. didn't include but I do want us to play a game first before oh, we get I'm started I'm so excited I love games so I think we should collectively do this together okay so this is pick your favorite TV characters and we'll guess your favorite Thanksgiving food Hmm. Oh. So we'll let's collectively decide. It's mashed potatoes. So should I have to play? <laughs> we'll this? see. I think okay. it's gonna be like all friends in Sex okay. and City. <laughs> Probably. So yeah. pick your favorite character from The Office. I know Lena doesn't watch that, but we've got Jim, Pam, Dwight, Michael, Kelly, and Stanley. I think Sean and I watch it the most. I I would I I don't like him per se, but I'll pick Michael. I I would do Michael. I would go Jim. You would go Jim. But I'm I'm willing to concede okay, to we'll Michael, go Michael for this case. Pick your favorite Stranger Things character. Hopper. Ooh, Hopper. I don't watch Stranger Things, so you guys have to. Hopper. Okay. Pick your favorite character from The Walking Dead. Obviously, Rick Grimes or Glenn. Ooh. Don't watch The Walking or Dead. Or Daryl. Ooh. I feel like this, this survey is biased toward you. I'm going to say Glenn. Oh, shit. I'm going to say Glenn. That was upsetting when he died. Yeah, Spoiler but I alert. love Daryl. I'm just going to go and open okay, my Tinder. I'll, I'll, I will go with Glenn. I will survey. go with Glenn. Pick your favorite character from Friends. Ross. Ross. Don't, don't watch Friends. What? What? You know that I have not okay. watched Friends. Oh, I don't watch the show. Pick your favorite character from Supernatural. This is going to be Lena. Uh, I don't know his name. Uh, Dean. Dean. Dean? Yeah. Okay. Pick your favorite character from Brooklyn either. Nine-Nine. Don't watch either. I like Charles Boyle. I've literally never no. seen most of these shows. You don't like him? No. Oh, I think he's so funny. Okay, then who would you pick? Uh, Terry. Terry? Okay. Riverdale. I don't watch that show Archie. Either. Archie? Okay. It's AJ Kappa. We got okay. turkey. Good old-fashioned turkey. turkey. Maybe mm-hmm. add a dollop of cranberry sauce. Oh, no. see? Or a dab of gravy. You know what, Natalie? I think you need to retaste your taste buds this year and just <laughs> try. Because your taste buds change every seven years. You yeah. could actually like Maybe. a little cranberry on your turkey now. Maybe. Yeah. I, you know what's funny? Put I a didn't stuffing. I, I tried it like on a whim one year. Like it just was there, and I was like, "Oh, let's see what this does to the turkey." And I loved it. Like it's really, especially with, like the stuffing and the mashed potatoes. Yeah. You get a little like mix it all together. Yeah, just kind of really get good. a little mixture yeah. on there. Well, thank you for that quiz that I was not part, a part of. I'm but... sorry, you only watch one show on there. Do you watch no. TV? I don't watch a lot of television. Although I will you say that I'm movies. obsessed with the morning show. Like literally, it's my new obsession. I do like that show. I can't can't say i like it it's not the greatest show it is the greatest show right now i mean it's 100 percent the greatest show i just to me it feels more like an elevated bigger budget soap opera and i enjoy it i think it's really fun that's why i like it i do like i think it's super fun it's super over dramatic everybody's yelling the entire time but it is very soap opera yeah but i love jennifer aison i love steve carell i like reese witherspoon i love mark duplass so it's it is a good show but it's not like it's not dramatically moving and emotional and like a that bigger scene with Jennifer Aniston in the boardroom I mean, taking back control again, of it's the good it's again in a soap opera type of yeah. level okay elevated I would never I mean they're spending like 15 million dollars an episode right yeah. it's a very very expensive soap opera I don't think they spend 15 million dollars over the course of a year on most soap operas so that's yeah probably yeah Oh, oh sorry. I'm sorry about okay. that. Um, so I have something a little bit less shallow, if you will, oh. um, for you guys. I want to know what you're thankful for in your life right now. Oh, I'm going to let Lena go. Putting you on the spot. I'm actually thankful for you guys. Oh, I was going to say that too. Because this is so much fun. We've been doing this for almost a year now. Can't believe it. And I love it. And obviously, I love 
Natalie dearly, and I love Sean getting to know you over this past year so closely now. Yeah. It's been really fun and really nice. It makes me very happy when we do this. So I agree. I'm, th- I'm thankful for that. Aww. I was going to say something similar. I mean, I have, I'm going somewhere with this, but I, um, it is interesting because it has been almost a year. Mm-hmm. And when I think about, like, I feel like we had a conversation about this, like, a year and a half ago, Natalie and I, about just the idea that you had for this. And I was like, We're, we have to do it. We have to do it. And somehow, like, it came together and it came to fruition. And I feel like looking back, like, you can look at, like, our iTunes and we've got, like, 40-some episodes now in the can. And it's, like, yeah. it's crazy to think that, like, we have created all of this content and we have people listening to the show and there's – you know what I mean? Like, there's something really – just really gratifying about that. And I think yeah. it's because it's worked well, because we all get along so well, because we liked each other so much. Um, and so, yeah, I'm super grateful for you guys, too. Now, you have to say something different, though. That's so sweet. I mean, I will say it's been a challenging year and in the sense of trying to get things moving in a different direction with my career and this industry is really tough and a lot of things have to take a back seat and can make life a little bit tougher. And I think the family and friends that I have and my very close unit of people, how supportive everybody has been through all of the creative endeavors I've taken and stuff, I don't think I could keep going without everybody's support. So I think that's this podcast. I think that's other projects I'm working on. To have people come on and guest because they believe in our show. To come have people come and help me on sets because they believe in me. To have family and friends put in money for our short film that we did earlier this year. There's a lot of support behind the stuff we're doing, the stuff that I'm doing. And, I mean, to do this all by myself would be impossible. So Totally. That's what life is about. Yeah. Having people in your corner. Yeah. Community. Yeah. So the reason that I asked you guys that question is because I... When I was, when we were tasked with this episode and coming up with this list, I, gratitude to me, like I was, I started to think about like, is there, there was a particular word that just kept coming up for me when I was thinking of like this list and movies that I'm grateful for and just life in general. And that word was love. And so for me, what I did was I I curated a list of films about love. Oh, interesting. And so for me... And it's different types of love. And so that's as I go through my list, I'm going to talk about like the movie itself that I'm going to talk about, like the type of love that I think that it exemplifies. And so I'm, I'm kind of excited to like dive into that. I think, Interesting. What I'm a lovely little, I think I'm a little on the same there. Really? I think I might be. Interesting. Yep. I'm excited to see your list. Mm-hmm. Then. I mean, yeah, I could say that about mine as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Potentially. Look at that. We're just like on I think, the same or level. Or there's like way. elements in yeah. the movie that I've pulled out that I feel eternally grateful yes. to have seen and now have a part of my life, which I think grateful and thankful and love, I think, can be described for all of them. Yes. And I think so what I've done specifically is I've said, like, what I love about the film, mm-hmm. but then also, like, my interpretation of the type of love that it is suggesting or teaching us about. Okay. I it might yeah I might be a little on there too yeah one of them is a little weird but okay. I'm weird I mean so. I feel like most of mine are weird 
one of mine's weird compared to the other ones, but it makes sense if you know me. Mine are not. So, like, I, my immediate thought was, like, oh, my God, these are going to be, like, romantic comedy-ish type movies. But actually, there's not a single None of them. Com- the, well, there's not a romantic comedy on my list. They're all, like, yeah. I would consider them all to be dramas. Why don't we then have us bookend his? So why don't you start and then Sean will go and then I'll go. Okay. I guess then we're still going to be whatever. <laughs> That's fine. Whatever. There was an idea about Lena, kick us off. What's your, what's your number five? Well, I didn't do them in like an order like that. So I never do that. And I, I actually know. did that for this well, one. It, to me, because I was like, I don't know how to make this list like order wise and what I want to talk about. So what I did is I started with the oldest movie going towards like the newest movie. Oh, so like throughout throughout my life of of movies that I've watched um and that I'm grateful for obviously um but some of them are not in my li- in my time. So the the first one is from 1957. Oh my oh, god. Goodness. Yep. Going way back in the archives. And I'm thankful for it because it gives me wonderful memories of my grandma. <laughs> Aww. And sorry. It's an affair to remember. Okay. And it's romance and it's sparked it's in, it inspired a lot of romance movies that I love and it, my grandma made me watch it with her every year on her little black and white TV. Aww. And every time I see it or see a movie like Sleepless in Seattle or things that reference it, it makes me think of her and it, I'm grateful for that. I love that. That's oh great. Oh my god, you're crying. <laughs> Is this going to be an emotional episode cry. for us? Oh my god, I'm not a minor. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to cry. Oh my god, I really didn't. Sorry. Wow. I mean, but that's but, yeah. no. I'm really thankful for it because it's a beautiful movie. It's great story. It's, I mean, 1957. Like they really knew romance, and it's Cary Grant, and he's so handsome. And Deborah Kerr. Deborah Kerr. Deborah Kerr. Yeah. yeah, and it's just like. Such a sad love story, but a beautiful love story. And I just love it. I don't know if you've seen it. I'm trying to think if I've seen it. I feel like I, I probably watched it with my like mom Natalie, at some point yeah. in my childhood. Because you would think that that movie is like a black and white movie, but it's not. It's not. Okay, it's I, would not. Think, I would think it is. And it's they go to Italy, and it's just, oh. it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. And Doesn't and his legs get cut off or they her. can't work no. or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> so if you remember the story i don't know that i've seen it to okay be perfectly but if honest. you know sleepless in seattle you that's know the what, story yeah. of they go to they make a plan to meet at the empire state yeah. building so in a fair to remember the these uh carrie grant and deborah kerr meet on a boat blah blah blah. they fall in love all these things they say that you know if this happens on this date we're gonna go to the empire state building meet each other and then we'll be together whatever so he goes to the Empire State Building and is waiting for her. And she's crossing the street to go. And a taxi, I think, hits her. Oh, my God. And she was paralyzed from the waist down. But she's been in the hospital. So she never made it to the Empire State Building. And he didn't know. So the whole time, he's thinking she doesn't want to be with him. Ugh. And then she can't call him because she feels embarrassed that she can't walk oh. anymore. Mm-hmm. So anyways, he finds out eventually and comes and then everything's beautiful. Oh, I do feel like that kind of theme of like lost love or... The time and miscommunication. That, that to me and, always yeah. seems to be the kind of the thing that makes me feel feels yeah. a lot of times clearly a lot of times. i did not think i was gonna yeah. cry 
but yeah. yeah. Maybe I just knew I would have feelings, so I decided not to watch that show. <laughs> oh. She intentionally avoids well, things that bring her feelings. Well, I think that now, surface. if you watch the movie, like, I don't think you would have, like, have as many fe- like you'd have feels but it wouldn't like maybe affect you as much but just maybe. because you've seen other movies that kind of were inspired by it mm-hmm. already i mean the so plot you that you're describing the story the plot that you're describing though is does sound very intense and i feel yeah. like mm-hmm. it would be can i just digress for a second and say if if vodka infused with cream <laughs> is not a thing can someone please make this because i like that's what i've got left in my glass right now and it's like are you going to lick your glass? It's a taste sensation. You know what? Like, it is you so good. You might just be saying this out loud and someone's going to copy this and just make a million dollars. I'm okay so, with that because I want no, to buy it. You so. need to be the one who makes it. Maybe we'll have Natalie make it. Yeah. It can be called the martini. No, it should just be like. Martini cream. It should be. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Drunk moose. I don't know. Ooh, I like that. Alcohol, alcoholic moose. Something, yeah. Sean. Anyways, sorry about that, guys. Well, (laughs) my gosh, I wasn't ready to cry today. I'm sorry. I didn't. It's ten o'clock in the morning. I didn't want to cry either. (laughs) The martini did it to me. But I really would impose you guys to watch this movie. I own it. Implore. I think implore was the word we're looking for. If you guys want to watch it, don't don't impose us. (laughs) Implore us to watch it. No, I'm gonna make you. Okay, so you down. I heard you mention Italy, and Italy factors oh, very prominently. Oh, God. I know where you think I'm going with this, and you're wrong. So this movie to I me... I did not put that on my list. This movie to <laughs> me is... There's so many... Uh, for some reason... So this movie came out actually quite a long time ago, so it's not the movie that you're thinking okay. it is. Fuck you. And <laughs> I, this movie for me, like, what's really interesting is it's... One of the movies that we have in an upcoming Netflix episode triggered my memory of this film because oh. of the, the the plot is kind of similar-ish. Um, oh. And this movie for me is about love for yourself. It's about love for Italy and nature and beauty and all those things. And I think the most important like moral of the story is that it's about like love for like a brighter future ahead. And I have watched this movie I don't know how many times, and every time I watch it, like the cinematography, I love the actress in this film. Do you want to guess? Under the Tuscan Sun. It is under the (gasps) Tuscan Sun. I love this movie so much, and I am so grateful for this movie because it's one of those films that I could. It's it's literally like to your point, like on a bag of a woman, Diane Lane. Oh my god, you don't like Diane Lane? (laughs) (gasps) You're lucky I didn't say the other word. Oh, the C word. Do you, do you know Diane Lane? No bueno. Oh, that's going to break my heart because I actually really like Diane Lane. Then I won't break your heart, but that's true. Yeah, you can tell me the story later. Um, but anyway, I, I adore this film and it's I'm grateful for it because I feel like it's one of those films like I've watched it many times and each time I watch it, I get something out of it. And I like to go Who's back to movies. There's a guy in it. Is it Richard Gere? No. There's a couple guys in it. So oh. there's the guy that played her husband that I have no recollection of who that is. Oh. Um, there's the guy that's like the Italian guy that she meets like midway through the film that she you think that's where like the romantic mm. story is going. Um, and he was on a TV show a few years after the film came out. I can't remember what his name was or who he is. Is it that guy Joe? No. From the Kevin Bacon show? I don't, oh. I don't know. Why do I picture that guy? I don't know. I don't know. But then there is the guy at the very end that comes in. And that's what I was like, because I'm at a point in my life. Is this like an eat, pray, love situation? It, it, have you never seen it? No, I oh hate my her. Oh, my God. It's such a good movie. <laughs> it's not an eat, pray, love situation. It, eat, pray, love is about like, so the, the the movie is about like, eat, pray, love is essentially Julia Roberts leaves her husband. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. she goes on this that. journey all over the world to figure mm-hmm. out who she is, right? 
I think this film is similar in the sense that <laughs> this film is similar in the sense that Diane Lane basically her husband leaves her okay. and she takes the money from like that, that she gets one in of the, the divorce. Guys in the three, the trio that you just yes, met? her okay. husband. Um, None of these guys are like oh super known. I don't know any of them. Let me see. Go ahead. Anyway, so the the premise is basically that she goes to Italy on a vacation that her friends like make her go on so that she can get away from the divorce in San Francisco and all these things. And she's there and she has this wild idea she's going to buy a villa in this like Tuscan town or whatever. And she does. And she it's a, it's just about like self-discovery. Like, I, I don't know. It's, just, it's such a good film. Have you seen it, Ellie? Mm, probably not. <gasps> you haven't seen this movie. It's so good. I feel like I've seen parts of it, but I don't think I've seen the whole thing. It's definitely one of those films where, like, Italy is the character in the story mm-hmm. in the sense that, like, she's basically remodeling this at Tuscan Villa. And it's just, it's a gorgeous film. Again, the cinematography, it's based on a very popular book mm-hmm. um, that I think was, like, I don't know. It's, it's it's a really good film. If you've never watched this film, I highly encourage you to watch it at some point in your life. And I'm grateful for it. Okay. Cool. Natalie, you're good. Right. I, I like love it. how wildly different our lists I, are going to be. Yeah, it's cool. Um, so I also. She's like, Gangs of New York. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that should be on my list. <laughs> so this was harder because it's. I didn't want to include any of the movies on my top 10 list. Yeah. So that's why I changed my list last minute when she said yeah. that. So this one, and I also took, because I don't know how to sort these because they're all so different. Wildly different, yeah. Um, And so I took Lena's suggestion and did it by year. And so I'm going to do the oldest one first. I like that. And once I put the Mm -hmm. years on them, I realize Mm -hmm. all of the movies on my list are within a five-year period from each other. Did you have like like, a traumatic five years in your life or something? No. None of these are like super traumatizing type of feelings these are all it's all my list is more fun are you gonna let us guess this guess yeah these? i'm gonna okay. tell you why oh, okay, i like good. the movie and why i'm thankful for okay, it good i like that um and then you guys can try and guess okay I'm so i'm really trying to get this whipped cream at the bottom of the cup it's not working out for me. <laughs> so to me this movie it was 1994 okay um and it's I think there's a lot of talk about female characters and strong women in films now, but this is a movie that had a fucking badass female lead in the movie. Hmm. And she set it off. <laughs> I'm like, you've got mail. <laughs> and make her as badass. You're you're gonna guess this very quickly after this sentence. And all she's doing is protecting her family, and she's the only one. Who can get all of these folks down the river safely? Oh, uh, uh, River Foster? Wild or something like the that. River, river Wild. Yeah. The Ma- river Meryl Wild. Streep. No, Kevin Meryl Bacon. Streep. I've never Kevin seen this Bacon. movie. Kevin Bacon. Oh, I love oh. it. David Strathairn. Good movie. It's so good movie. movie. John C. Riley. Kevin Bacon. Yeah, it good is movie. And hot as fuck. Kevin okay, Bacon. I don't know about. Oh that, my god. Yeah, Kevin I, Bacon's pretty creep in that. I don't yeah, find him attractive. I love like. You look like, weird-looking men, let's be honest. Okay. Let's go there for a second, because that's a thing. I like whitewater rafting. I think that is... Have what, you been? Yes. I love... I haven't been in a while. You, I'm trying to imagine Natalie going down a river with the oars and, like, the whitewater rafting. I'm yeah, just... I'm, I was very good at it. It was... I did it right after college. I'm an indoor boy, so a I couple not, times. Not, not it funny. was so fucking fun. It was one of the greatest trips. Like, I did it two times on the Kern River. 
And it was just so much fun. And so this movie, just like the excitement of going down the river, the complications of doing a film where there's whitewater rafting and you have Meryl Streep going down these rapids is fucking bananas. (laughs) Um, But she just like was such a fucking badass through this whole movie. I just love, love, love this movie. That's like a good classic Meryl Streep. Yeah. Like she before looks, everyone was like Meryl streeping everything. Yeah, and she's yeah. not like overly obnoxious, like right. anything. It's just like it's just it's so freaking good. I have love you guys this watched movie. the new Meryl Streep movie on Netflix yet? No, I want to no, see it. It's I do not. See it's that like one. on my list. I just haven't got to it yet, but it looks interesting. The yeah. Laundry mat or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this just has a lot of elements of like a fun action movie with a female at the center of it. Like saving her family. I just want to see Meryl Streep in an action film more than anything else. It's, like I, am... I mean, it's I think a great performance mm-hmm. because it's what she's having to do and actually like run these rivers and it's really crazy. It's okay. really really good. Okay, it's good. I'm excited. Yeah, Lena. Okay, um, I I don't I don't have a game like to play like you did because I couldn't figure out how to do that with these movies. <laughs> so I'll just say what I'm... you like about it first, and then we'll see if we can guess. Them. Okay. Well, I'm going to say it's 1988, and this why I'm thankful for it is very similar to the first, where it reminds me of my father, um, and birthday parties, and I love this movie so much. I watched it a million times. I own it now, and my dad and I watch this all the time, and it's a live-action animated like crime comedy. Um, live-action animated? How is that? Live action possible? animated. Oh, I know. It won some Academy Awards. Why can't I think the name um, of it? Keep going with your hints. Let's see. So there's a with very, Jessica Rabbit. There's a very uh, who framed Roger Rabbit? Who framed? Okay. Like, Why can that Rabbit? not come in my head? There's a gorgeous woman <laughs> with Kathleen Turner's voice. Mm-hmm. I it's who framed Roger Rabbit. I love this movie so much. I love that movie. And I I can I actually still have a picture of me at a Chuck E. Cheese birthday for my birthday and getting a Roger Rabbit doll for my dad. I love this movie so much. I love Toontown and Disneyland because of it. Like Do you know I that was my first job at Disneyland. I worked at Toontown? in Toontown. You worked at Stop Toontown? it. You didn't know that? <gasps> no. Your first job? It's my first job. What'd you wow. do there? I was a ride operator. <gasps> In Toontown. How fucking cool. It was a fucking shit show, let me tell you. That is awesome. Also, it's really interesting. So someone who was once very significant in my life, we'll call him Chris. Um, <laughs> that, that was his favorite movie. Oh, really? And he was like obsessed with that movie. I love it. It's and I had never seen it. And so I watched <gasps> it for the first time. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. oh I love it so much. Christopher just... Lloyd. So you know Christopher Lloyd from Back to the Future. Like they did that in 1985. So you yeah. like know him. And now he's just this creepy man who actually is a tune and it's just like really creepy and like kind of dark but yet a cartoon but mm-hmm. yet not a cartoon and it, i've never seen anything like that before and then i can't i should have looked up the year of that but remember that movie with brad pitt and kim basinger called cool world? cool world yeah. yeah was it like a ripoff of roger rabbit i you don't think it was a ripoff but oh, it was okay. like i feel like it might have been after or around the same time when they were trying to after. do all that interesting but yeah they won three academy awards that year and that was bef- th- th- that was the first movie after mary poppins that won like a live 
I know that and it was like definitely innovation wise. Like it was one of the yeah. greatest feats of cool yeah. history. World was ninety two. Yeah, see, yeah, yeah. After. interesting. To me, that yeah. movie still holds up. It, not I love cool it. World, but no, <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> Who frames are dried up? I, I think it's I still phenomenal. It. It's a great, great. Is it on Disney Plus? I don't have Disney, Disney Plus. I don't know. Um, I'll make you a login if you want. Well, it's um. Did Robert, I just admit Robert to like... Zemeckis. And actually, Harrison Ford was originally supposed to be Bob Hoskins' character. Ooh. He was to I think I just lead. admitted to like copyright infringement on, on broadcast, but I'm happy to give you guys a login for Disney Plus if you want it. Oh, no, I'm okay. I have like Thanks. unlimited profiles or something. I'm okay. Um, thank you. So, <laughs> same. I'm actually like, I have it, and I'm like, I added a bunch of movies to my queue for yeah. like posterity or whatever, and yeah. I'm like, I don't think I'll ever open that up again. Like, yeah. I just don't. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a Disney person. The Disney movies that I love, I own. So, we should do like a top Disney. Nope. Okay. Just nope. kidding. Oh, so, okay. I'm going to be honest with you. I, <laughs> I have seven films on my list, and oh, I am in oh real time. I am in real time trying to edit this down, thinking of like what. Jesus Christ! For what do I sakes, want to eliminate? Sean, you can have like two honorable mentions after the fact. So, so I'm trying to figure out what are my honorable mentions. Okay. Because I, I, I love these, these movies Jesus all. Okay, La La Land. Okay. The reason I'm saying that next is so. Is that not in your top ten movie? Oh, I'm, I think actually most of these are my top ten. Oh, oh my ten. gosh. Sorry. Not all of them, but some of them. This one definitely is. I just, I love the music. I love the actors. I love the aesthetic. I love the ending. And I just, I love how it brings me to tears every single time because love. Like, mm-hmm. that's just bringing it back to love. Like, I just, I, I love don't get movie. that movie. You don't get that oh, movie? I We've really thought you this liked this. I like it. <sighs> but I don't love it like you guys love mm-hmm. it. I, it's literally like, it's, it vies for the number one spot with another film mm. in my life. Interesting. Let me guess what that other movie yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> Am I going? Yes. Are you done? You're up. Okay. This movie, 1995. Ooh. Mm-hmm. A modern, for the time, okay. I feel like it could still be kind of modern, Cops and Robbers story. Oh, Lord. With amazing character development. Mm-hmm. And the best shootout scene ever to have been filmed. Ever. You literally lost me at like cop story or something. I just, I'm, I Cops literally and robbers. don't know what that is. Lena? Have you seen Reservoir Dogs? No. Best me? Shootout. Cops and Robbers? Yes, I have. Cops and this Robbers is, is the name of the movie? No. Oh. Is that like style, you know, like cops and robber, like that's like. Is this set it off with Queen Latifah? So wait, yeah, I know. Oh, I would do you say love it? them. That movie is so good. I know. I really, I do really, love I really, came out in the drama. I time. really was hoping that was on. when I guessed that oh. because I love that movie. Um. So wait, nineteen ninety five. Mm hmm. Uh, You've heard me talk about this shootout scene. I know. A lot. I just I can't. It's not gonna happen. Heat. Oh, never seen it. Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Robert De Niro. De Niro. Niro. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Robert De Niro. Val Kilmer. And why are you thankful for this movie? It's, to me, it's... No, I'm I'm just... It's part of the show, Natalie. I'm asking you. I think the... (laughs) The character, like, seeing the character development unfold on screen is such a fun ride in this movie okay. it's a longer movie i think it's close to like three hours oh maybe my God. um the shootout is unlike anything i've ever seen before in my entire life so it's this probably to five, this day like there's nothing that's nothing has that? ever surpassed that. it's probably a five to seven minute long sequence so it's bank robbers and 
Al Pacino plays a police officer that is or detective that is tracking these bank robbers. Yeah. And so they're going to do, of course, one last job. And Al Pacino and the rest of the police force is on their tail. And they catch them right when they're coming out of the bank in downtown L.A. Okay. And it is this massive gun battle with no music all in downtown L.A. It is just one of the, like, it is one of the craziest scenes I've ever seen, huh. ever. It just, you feel like you're there. It is fucking nuts. I don't, it just, I wish I knew the bullet count of how many <laughs> shots were fired through this thing. So it this triggered so another memory for me, by the way. Oh, really? Was it have so, cream? to me, like. She doesn't care about the memory. She's like, <laughs> it's Michael Mann. I then kind of had, like, I think this was probably one of the first movies that I was so interested in the style of the how the film was done. Interesting. <laughs> that it was like he made me kind of pay attention to directors and that there is something significant for each director and ha- what their style is. So to me, there's a lot of elements of this movie, I think, in the filmmaker like side of my mind. Transformers? Because I might watch it. No, it's not Michael Bay. Oh, sorry. Michael Mann did Collateral oh, with Tom Cruise and Jamie Foxx. I love such that movie. Yeah, it's okay. So it's like, to me, I, I really like him. And this just kind of made me start paying attention to that kind of stuff. And that shootout, it's just, it's fucking hmm. incredible. Our lists are vastly different. It's, yes. it's, I'm looking at the rest of my list and I'm like, nothing in that realm. Um, <laughs> so what's interesting to me is that I, I had a memory and it's weird because like the different things that trigger us in life and whatever, uh-huh. like I, so... My job after Disneyland, I'm just going to walk through my mm-hmm. teenagers, um, was Blockbuster Video. <gasps> oh, my God. And I remember Heat mm-hmm. coming out on video. And I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, it was two video cassettes. And this is what reminded oh. me of that because you said it was a long movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it was two video cassettes. And I remember the cover was like this purple, bluish. Yes. And the Heat was written yep. in white. And like I yes. specifically remember the yep. video, the VHS cover yep. of this Two film. hours and 50 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the cover was blue. Yeah. It was like a blue-toned face, and the heat was in white, for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's it. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. We'll have to post that. I just fucking love this movie. I just, for me, like, it's a whole other level of genre that I think made me really appreciate this type of movie and, like, an action movie, and I think maybe started my love for that type of movie. It could be. Yeah. 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 Lena? Okay. This movie is 1993. You guys are never going to guess this movie. Um, But I was 14 years old. And I started my quest in life to be saving the planet. Oh, is that still your quest? Yeah, still my quest. Oh, okay. Do I not dig in the trash? She takes my trash out of the trash can and rinses them off and recycles things. Oh, good for you, Lena. I've been doing it since I was digging the trash can. I was okay. in a little club. It's like save the earth club. It's cute. Save the dolphins, whatever. Um, but I saw this movie and it probably really sparked a love of a specific continent <laughs> that Africa? I am very impassioned about. Africa? Yes. Is this and Gorilla in the Mist? No. Oh, okay. Um, it stars the woman who I love on morning TV right now morning show right now and another young gentleman who's hysterical 
in a movie that she was in with him called Sweet Home Alabama. Was Reese Witherspoon in a movie about she was Africa? she was in a movie in Africa with she was? Ethan Embry. Oh, oh my God! I don't even know what this is. It is a movie I watched very much when I was younger, and I am grateful that it, it opened my mind to other places in the world. And it's called a far off place. Interesting. Oh, I don't even know this is a thing. And she lives in Africa with her family, like a lot of back then. I think she'd a have lot been of, young. How old is she young. in this? Yeah. So, uh, I don't know how old she is, but this is after Man and the Moon. So oh, I wow. think I fell in love with Reese in this movie, and then I watched Man and the Moon. Love her, and I've loved her ever since. And I fell in love with Ethan Embry, which he went by Ethan Randall at that he time. Did. Oh, weird. Um, can't hardly wait is I think when he like changed it up I or something, him. wasn't it? So, was yeah, kind of can't hardly wait. Um, anyways, so she, her family lives there, um, and her I, her parents do something with elephants or the environment there or something conservation. I can't remember exactly. Um, I want to <laughs> say it's like elephant conservation, but. I could be wrong. But it's definitely something that where they're there protecting okay. stuff. They're um, babies. Ethan's oh my character comes to visit. Um, and while he's there, something happens with poachers and elephants. And it's a disaster. And basically, these two kids, Reese and Ethan, run away with the Bushmen. The Bushmen. I forget, I forget what his name is. Um, is that the in guy the in the movie. background? Yeah. And but, but he is a bushman, so he knows how to survive because they're in the desert. They're what in the exactly Cal- is a Kalahari. bushman? Is that somebody that like it's like a tribe? Like it's kind of okay. like the 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 not, I don't want to say mainland, but it's the people that like live there. Um, they live in the bush and like because they call the they call like the oh they live in the bush. I yeah, thought they were they, able to like cut through bushes or something. Well, that's yeah, what made they them can. bushmen. I don't well, know. Well, they can, but they're it, that's what they call like it's not a career path, Sean. <laughs> Not the forest, but that's hey, what they call judge. the jungle. They call that the, the bush. Do you happy? We go out into the bush. Okay. So Whoa, it's like... I could, I could it definitely is, be a different it's movie. Very, it's very much African thing. Um, anyway, so he takes them through this 2,000-mile journey that they have to get to this next town. Turns out the, the guy that worked with the, her parents who got killed in this whole, whole thing okay. um, ends up trying to kill them. So they're running away from him, and they find out that he's been poaching the elephants for their tusks. Okay. Um, and it's very sad with all of that elephant stuff. Um, but then the kids obviously like get help, and then she she has the idea to blow up this mine that they found with all the elephant tusks in it because she's like no this belongs to the earth nobody should be profiting off of this stuff anyways they're very young and i think that really was a movie that started a lot in my heart and in my soul and i would love you guys to see it sometime they were babies and i, I mean if it's baby. reese i will likely watch it uh, ethan embry slash randall is is he interesting he's interesting i think he's I around my he's age so cute. and i have a personal connection to him because i feel like our hairlines have been receding along the same lines <laughs> throughout our lives and so i, I think when you I, were say like you knew each other through like a, when i oh yeah like you went to elementary yeah. school together or something no you know who i did go to school with i think we miss each other by like a year um the fuck was his name in scream skeet no. Matthew? Yes, Matthew Lillard. What's <gasps> Kelsey Flirton? Lillard? Yeah. Oh my god, I love him. He was like in the drama department like a year, I think. Oh my I just twitched because I love him so much. Wow, okay. I do love him. Oh god. Alright. Next up for me is a film that it's semi recent and it's a movie and I, I think I have talked about it on the show before, but 
I think it's such an important film. It's a film about self-acceptance. It's a film about friendship. It's a film that, and I think when I brought it up on the show before I said this, but like, I think that every human should be required to watch this movie. And I think that every human should be required to watch this movie like in like junior high slash high school because it's a story about a kid that's coming out essentially. It's like one of the only mainstream films in this realm that I can think of in recent years. Love Simon? Yeah, Love Simon. Yeah, it's Love Simon. Mm -hmm. And there's something about this film to me because it is like it's a major studio that did this film. It's like pretty prominent actors that, you know, you've got um, Jennifer Garner and then I can't. What's Josh, Josh Demel. Um, and then kids that have like come to prominence since then. Yeah. yeah, it's a really good film. Um, I love this movie so much. It's it's just a heartwarming story about like this kid who was struggling with the sexuality and came out to his friends, came out to his family, was kind of forced to do it. But then when he did there was this level of acceptance around it. And I just feel like it's, I don't know, it's like such a contemporary way of telling the story. And it's, it really impacted me because I just, I thought the whole time, like I wish this film existed when I was in high school mm-hmm, because yeah. it would have helped me so much. And I'm grateful that it exists because I think there's kids that will watch this movie at that time in their lives and they will, they will feel like like it's okay. And that is a great movie. Yeah. I really I love, love that, that movie. movie. I think it's so movie. sweet and it's so real I love it. Yeah, same. Good one. And there's a Whitney Houston. I wanted to answer somebody breakdown like midway through the film, so you just can't go wrong. <laughs> um, my next one is 1996. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like these last three I'm going to do generally, I think my dad and I love watching together, oh, and God. I think oh, a lot of cute. like my. This is V.I. Warchowski. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, which Kathleen Turner movie is this? Exactly. No, exactly. This is, I think my dad and I have probably pretty similar humor, and we find the same things pretty funny. Um, so I think there was a lot of elements to this movie that we both just find very, very funny. Oh, I know what it is. And <laughs> I know what it is. Is it Michael Keaton? No. Oh. Oh, man. I'm sorry. Damn it. That's a great movie. That I should know. be on here. I knew it. I Shit. knew it. I totally forgot. I knew it. You can change it right now. Is this Mr. Mom? No. It's Multiplicity. Multiplicity. Oh. Fuck, I forgot about that movie. You're welcome. I do love Multiplicity. Sorry, but So mind. each of these, so as much as I love that whole movie, each of these, yes, I still, my list stands. Okay. Because there's an element in it that I've, I think has made me thankful for that element or person since the moment I watched it. Okay. Um, so this movie is amazing on every level. Mm-hmm. But introduced me to the comedic genius. Oh, Jesus. Hank Azaria. Okay. And I will I forever it. think of him. And Bird I will cage. forever quote his lines from this movie. Birdcage. The Birdcage. Michael Keaton is in Birdcage? No. no. <laughs> I'm so confused. I thought that's what she was going to say before she said this. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. No. He's like, I got to watch this movie now. <laughs> Have you seen The Birdcage? Yes, I've seen The Birdcage. Okay. That was what, so it's, it's actually funny because the birdcage is like the complete antithesis of Love, Simon in the sense that like it came out around the time I was in high school and it yeah. was like mocking gay men. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. is this what the life I have before me? Like, it was, I know. Anyway. Oh, I great. do. But to me, Hank Azaria in that movie, oh you I do just it. do it. The shoes. It's the shoes. It's the shoes. It's the shoes. It's the shoes. They make me fall down. <laughs> 
Okay, I don't know what's <laughs> happening, but I just want to say really quick, Speechless is the movie that I was thinking of before oh, with Gina oh, Davis and Michael Keaton. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. But I just, this movie, I do love it. I love Robin Williams. I love Nathan Lane. I love Robin but, Williams and like, in that, yeah. I think Hank Azaria, I didn't know who he was before I saw this movie. And just to me, I whenever somebody mentions Hank Azaria, I think of him in this movie. <laughs> Is he in America's Sweethearts? Yes. Okay. Because yes. for some reason, that's the movie that I most associate yes. him with. It's very strange. So to me, like his character. I think about him so... from Mad About You. Well, because oh. Helen Hunt's, right? Because mm-hmm. wasn't he married he was to married. Helen Hunt? Yeah, they yeah. were married. Oh. Which yeah. is coming back in like limited release on like Spectrum yeah. channel or something. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. But anyways, I just, to me, I don't think Hank is there. Yes, he's had like so much success with like Simpsons and kind of more, I think, not like on the like forefront of like A-list movie star, but he's so fucking talented. What else and just... is that other movie that he, he's so funny in too. Along Came Polly? It could be a long came Polly, but Philip Seymour Hoffman takes the cake oh, on God. that one. Oh, God. That Christ. almost made my list I, I, for that scene alone. I love that movie. <laughs> White chocolate. Oh, we should we should do a list of movies with one scene that just stands out. Oh, yeah. That would be a good one. Yeah. Oh, I like that idea. Lena. Lena. Okay. This is wildly weird off of my list. And also wildly weird that I'm thankful for it. But I am thankful for it because, well, it's 1993, sorry, 95, 1995, and one of the most gorgeous human beings that walk this planet. Brad Pitt? Yes, thank you. Can you guess <laughs> this dark crime film? Yes. That I am True think- romance. Seven. Nope. Seven. Seven. Oh, Gwyneth Paltrow's but head in the box. did romance come out? I, I don't know. I've never but been so happy to see Gwyneth Paltrow in a film. One before. of my top two movies, so that's not going. Okay, on that's list. what I was confused. Nobody about. heard my joke. It's fine. No, I didn't hear you. What did you say? I said I've never been so happy to see Gwyneth Paltrow before in a film. Oh, well, Shakespeare in Love. No, I'm just saying I don't like her until the end. I where don't. You... Oh, <coughs> I didn't get that. Her head is in a box at the end of the film. Yes, I understand. Did you know that that if they changed that the studio wanted to change the end of that? And Brad, sure, the studio. Brad and Morgan were like, "If you change it, we're not promoting this movie." Interesting. Um, a stupid inside baseball uh, film community joke at our production office in Portland for the television show. They Brad's hold scripts together. The little brass brads. Yes. Yeah. And so they had a box of brads and it had a picture of Brad from seven on it that's saying, what's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> that's actually really clever. I was like, this is like the that. most clever thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I just, okay, we have to stop and take a moment because I just want to go, I want to backtrack a little God, bit God, I here. forgot about brads. I want to backtrack a little bit here because I want to. I want to talk about how we set this episode up, right? Movies we're grateful for and love is the theme. And you guys are like, yeah, ours fit into that too, whatever. And like seven. Okay. But you like <laughs> That's such a finish. fucking good movie. The sick I, and twisted film fits what, into that. What movie sparked the love of crime and murder and all of that weird stuff that I'm totally into now? This movie I was like, I need to find out about these murders and I want to listen to these weird podcasts about how this happens to be like, I am now obsessed because Mm -hmm. of this movie. 
I loved how they did it with the seven sins. It was so smart. It was so clever. It was so gross. And I didn't know what the fuck I was watching. But I literally am like, thank you for like opening. I'm like, I should have gone into forensic science. Like, honestly, I was Mm -hmm. really obsessed with it. You could have been a CSI investigator. I wanted to be. And then I think I started watching CSI shortly after. Like, I literally was obsessed with all of this kind of stuff. I wanted to be a detective. I wanted to figure out what is wrong with these people and what's in their minds. And it just really sparked a lot inside of me to like read books about stuff like that mm-hmm. and like learn and like I know it's a weird thing to do, but like I love it. I mean, there's and, people that are fascinated by it. And also, it's Brad Pitt at like his hottest. I mean, I thought Brad Pitt at River Runs Through It was like the hottest for me, and then this came out, and it's mm-hmm. like holy fuck, I love him, and I'm thankful for him. It's a great, great movie. It's a good movie. Great. So I'm about to one up you. Oh. oh. Because the next one on my list. Oh, I know what you're doing. <laughs> what? You Fuck you, Natalie. Come on. Save these for your top ten. Oh, my God. And oh my you've God. already mentioned this one. I know, but it's it's I into my theme. I know. God. What, do you want me to? <laughs> Shit. It was either this or a Star is Born, so I don't know what you oh. want me to you say. Can't... Okay, that one. We've talked no. about that one to death. Listen, it's movies that I'm thankful for. I'm not going to go around and say that I'm thankful for some movie in 1994 just because it fits in with your... I'm not t- saying you no, have to go within I'm our timeline. I'm just... for these movies for a specific reason. Yeah. No, I know. And I'm thankful for this for a specific reason. Okay, great. Natalie. <laughs> You've just spoiled it for me. It's I'm not even going to say it. <laughs> you better say it I don't know what you're going to Meet Joe movie. Black. It's thank you. Oh. <laughs> he did look phenomenal in this so movie i think Still this is this is the best movie that brad pitt has like i mean he's a very attractive man obviously but like yes. this film i think is like the pinnacle of his attractiveness is on display in this film and i think what's interesting he definitely plays obviously like a more gritty character in seven yeah. and it's like the scruff mm-hmm, whatever but like, i love he is like clean shaven and blonde and it's just he's the, the whole movie is fucking he's very beautiful in that movie. The whole movie like. is polished. Yeah. Right? I, I think like polished is probably the, the best word to describe mm-hmm. the film. So the reason it's on my list, it's because, like I said, it's it's about love, but a love and appreciation for life, I think, is really the sentiment that kind of like flows throughout that film. And I love it because it reminds, it's going to sound weird, but like it reminds me that I can still feel something. And mm-hmm. like, and I, I don't say that to be super jaded, but like as I do get older, I think about like, I don't know, you've you've felt everything there is to feel in life mm-hmm. to some extent, right? And I think that there's something about this film, like I watch it and I'm like, oh my God, like this film makes me so emotional on so many levels because again, it's about love, it's about life, it's about death. It's like, there's so much complexity of this film. I've seen it a million times and every time I, I, I just cry like a baby at the end. I, yeah, I do feel like the score in it alone is probably... One of the most beautiful things I've ever heard. Yeah. I can't believe you haven't seen this. I feel like I've seen don't parts you of like it because it's Claire lady? Florani. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is Claire Florani. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm, I definitely feel like I've seen pieces of it, but I don't think mm-hmm. I've watched the whole thing. It's a movie that you have to like, especially today, like in 2020, you have, you have to put your phone, like turn it off and put it in another room and you just have to watch the film. Like it's not, you have to like immerse yourself in the experience that is this film. It's a very long movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah, would... I feel like that's when it, when it came out, it was yeah. felt long and two hours and 15 minutes. And... 50, yeah. It's almost three hours. I feel hours. like you have to be in the mood to like you watch yeah. something Definitely like that. have to. And Absolutely. I just, 
and when that ha- mood happens, I, there's something else that always fills the space, I think. You mm-hmm. know, like, it's not... I just haven't sat down to, like, do it. Yeah. Yeah, I would totally... I haven't seen this movie in a while. I would totally watch it again. Yeah, I would do um, it. It's, it really is just beautiful, cinematically. Mm. And then the acting, like, mm. Anthony Hopkins. It's just all, like, mm. top of their game. I mean, it's the film that made Anthony Hopkins my favorite actor. Like, the monologue that he does at the end of this film is mm. fucking oh. spectacular. And I would also say that, like... Claire Florlani, and I think we've talked about this when I've talked about this film before, but like, I don't understand what happened to her career because mm-hmm. she, I love her if you rats. watch She's her in this best. film, the, she had like leading actress star quality in this film. And I, I don't know how that didn't yeah, like, I feel like after come to this. fruition more. I didn't really see her. Mm-mm. No, I think yeah. she's on like CSI or something. Like, she's well, not yeah, even. Yeah, she was. And yeah. then she was on Hawaii Five O for a little bit. I just don't understand why she wasn't a bigger star. Like, it, it will never make sense. And she's yeah. gorgeous. She's, she's stunning. Beautiful. Yeah. Anyways. So my next one is 1998. I had already established a deep, deep love for this person. Okay. Um, and both uh, general appreciation, thankfulness that this person was alive, thankful that this person made me love these movies so much, also in a sexual way. <laughs> I want to say Harrison Ford. There you go. Um, Grandpa Ford. Mm-hmm. Grandpa Ford. And in this movie, he is oh, God. 56 years old. Um, and, and you are drawn disgusting. to him sexually? Age did not stop him from being hot okay. as fuck and being able to do all the action scenes and totally Fugitive. selling it. Oh, I fucking love that movie. But oh, no. Damn it. I know. I love that movie. <laughs> that was, it was hard between the two of these. Okay. Again, this is a movie my dad and I watched and mm-hmm. just loved it. And every time it's mentioned, I is there just a get blonde so excited. Yes, there is. It came okay. out in 1984. Was it Anne Hesch? Yes, okay. 98. Oh, is wait. it 40 days, 40, no. No. Four, four days and five nights, something like that? Six days, Six seven days. nights. 40 days and four nights is the Josh yeah. Hartnett movie yeah, where I he's know. celibate. It's a very <laughs> different film. Six it's days, numbers. seven nights. Okay, I'm dyslexic. Yeah. Okay, guys. I just love every part of this movie. Huh. David Schwimmer is a fucking hysterical side hysterical. character yeah. in this I don't thing. think I've ever seen this movie. I've oh. seen it. Yeah, it's no. pretty It is fantastic. Is it? And then I do have, because Harrison is a pilot that t- uh, like is, flies a puddle jumper plane. Well, I, I can't remember the, the name. Did it. Okay. okay. Like a seaplane. It's like a seaplane from like the main island, whether it's like Fiji or whatever it is that it takes place to this small island. Um, And so he's having to take Anne Heche back just for a day for like some work. And then he was going to take her back. They get caught in a storm and then crash on this very remote island. This island is in Hawaii, and I you can hike to go camp Natalie's to like, it and stay there. there. I haven't. I'm dying to go hike and camp there and be on this beach that Harrison was on. I bet oh, you are. Um, but I have also been lucky. Harrison owns one of these planes, too. Uh-huh. He had one exactly like it, um, and I have been excited to. He didn't to, crash that one. He didn't crash that one. When I toured his airplane hangar, I did get to see it, and I almost flipped out. So that, I actually was... feel well, like we... flipped out when you served him coffee. I feel like we need to make a departure for a moment, because mm-hmm. we have... You and I both have Harrison Ford stories. Mm-hmm. And I think... I don't... I think I've told my story Baja before. Fresh? I've seen him at the Baja Fresh in Brentwood. It was a really weird experience. He was there oh, yeah, by himself. Oh, yeah. You used to see him at a dog park at Brentwood. Yeah. He I got German Shepherds. I think we literally have the same Anyways, conversation mm-hmm. before. But Natalie, I feel like you have a very specific... Yes. I don't know if you can tell it, but you have a very specific, like dramatic and torturous almost to Harrison Ford's story. And I'd love for you to take a moment to tell us that story because I mean, he is your, 
he is your. I'm trying to think who's my favorite. Number yeah, he's your one of everything. Yeah, he's He's my number two. I love him very much, but Jim Carrey is my number one. But you also got to meet Jim Carrey. Yes, yeah. I've been like freaked out then too. I've been a part of your life during both of these experiences, so I feel really blessed. But talk about the Harrison Ford one because I think that's it's so tragic. For you, that I feel like the world needs to but hear But she's it. also very thankful that that happened to her because she got to be right next to him. Well, yes. This particular time that I got to be yes. with him was a great, great day. Correct. And getting to tour his airplane hangar was one of the best moments of my life, for but sure. But why were you there? That's a different... It was a different project. Oh, it was? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, no. Okay. So the secondary experience was he was uh, doing the narration on a documentary that I was working on uh-huh. and we were going to premiere in Los Angeles and have our press junket on an Emirates A380 plane and fly was, around Los Angeles. Take a step back. It was a premiere about a documentary that was about aviation. Yes, it was about and aviation. so the irony in this is that he was... He's an... He's a... Uh, he was in a plane crash. He just got well, into a... But which prevented I, him from being at the premiere for the aviation. But you're ruining the story. <laughs> I just so thinking that our, context I'm is setting, really important. I'm setting up oh God. that he was... We were going to have on Monday the press junket sort of LA premiere on an airplane and fly around Los Angeles. Then he said on Tuesday he would fly us to Washington, D.C., where Wednesday we were having a premiere at the Smithsonian. Mm -hmm. Thursday we would then fly back. He would fly us back in his airplane. And so I was going to get to spend four days with him. him, Not six days and seven nights, but four days. Not six days and seven nights, but four days. See see what I did there? (laughs) So one of our associates that knew him and was the connection had a meeting with him at his hangar in Santa Monica and they were going over the plan and this was going to happen in three weeks time or whatever. So as soon as he was done meeting with Harrison, he called us up at the office and was like, hey, this is the plan. And everyone in your life was so excited for you. Like, I, I don't think I've ever been that excited for a friend before. Yeah. Ever. I So I go to pick yeah. up lunch and I only tell a couple of people because I'm like, this is going to be the greatest week of my entire life. Yeah. Like, I don't care if I die after this. Like, that is the ch- cherry on top of everything. Oh my God, Nothing if you will ever die in a plane with Harrison. I would be okay <gasps> with that. Yeah, you would. <laughs> so, I go pick up lunch for my boss and I come back to the office, and within a half an hour, all over TMZ is that he had crashed his plane. So, this moment of excitement got to last for about 90 minutes. It literally took a nosedive. It took a nosedive. So, um, that's glorious four days did not happen. I just can't get over the irony of that whole thing. Yeah. Like, it's a, it's a documentary about the aviation industry. and the, There's a lot the, of tragic things about the that. Premiere was going, yeah. The premiere yeah. was going to happen on an airplane. <laughs> the like, composer, James Horner. Died. Composed Titanic. He composed the music for this movie. Um, I didn't, and I so he, yeah. That. And uh, so he came, yeah. him and I became like pretty close during the, that premiere and stuff. It was, he was the sweetest man ever. And, um, he died like three months after that, four months after that in a plane crash. Plane. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I knew that. Oh yeah. yeah. It was so sad. I, really don't, sad. I don't think I knew James Horner was dead. I mean, I know mm-hmm. he's composed a ton of yeah. amazing ton film of scores. Mm-hmm. Wow. He was very, very sweet. But yeah. I think the different Harrison is a, a expert level pilot like he flies all the time and he knows what the hell he's doing um and then i think james i think wasn't as 
it's something that you have to be working on and doing and practicing every day. It's not a hobby. Yeah. So, and he was flying, I think, just by himself. So. Wow. But yeah, anyways, that was that story. Lena? <laughs> well, not to keep bringing it down. <laughs> oh, God. But, um, <laughs> this last movie is 2001. And it is another one of my favorite people who, rest in peace, as of uh, seven days from now, passed away. Seven days oh, ago. Oh, I know. Who died seven days ago? No, 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 no. In seven the days, anniversary will be, will be the anniversary seven. of his death, which happened oh, oh. five, six years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, in a car crash. Is it the first one? It is the first, fa- the Fast and the Furious, and Mr. Paul Walker. Oh, yes. And if everyone knows who uh, me, I love cars. And <laughs> at the time when this movie came out, I had had well, I had had my Honda Pre- my nineteen ninety nine Honda Prelude for two years, for two years um, when this movie came out. And when you see Paul Walker come on the screen, he is driving a nineteen ninety five Mitsubishi Eclipse, which was my first car ever. And I love sports cars. I love that whole street racing (laughs) like everything about that i fell in love with him dearly um and i love all those movies and i love the cars and i love the action scenes and i love and i'm just so like i i'm thankful that another thing that i love was brought to a screen and like so well done. I'm sorry, but like maybe the acting is not as like great. I think or whatever. the first Fast and the Furious is great. I ha- but, I'm not going to knock that at all. But the car scenes and the cars and like just all of that world, I love so much, mm-hmm. and I loved seeing it like on the big screen. And literally, I left there and I like drove my car so fast because I just like it really pumps me up. Yeah, and like the, she, talk about Ford versus Ferrari. She's fucking racing out of the theater at Century City like a lunatic. Okay, so I imagine I exactly how that went down. Went down a you know like half a mile straightway. You okay. guys, like it's fine. Like we went to a stoplight. <laughs> like I kept going, and I got into third gear. You're fine. Okay. Anyways, I love it. And rest in peace, Paul. Aww. Your anniversary is coming up, and. I love you very much. Wow. Sorry to keep bringing it down. But I love him, and he's beautiful, and he will always remain in my heart. That's so precious. Thank you. You're welcome. I do feel like we're being very sentimental today. Sean, I'm... (laughs) Except Natalie. She's like, heat. (laughs) Fucking... (laughs) Um, So so this is our number one. That was your number one, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So my number one is a film that... If I think about movies that I'm grateful for, right? If I think about movies that I love, if I think about all these things, the, if you could this see movie the, was on my if list. You could see the looks they're giving me right but now. But then she said we should do ones that are not in our top ten, and this is definitely a top five for me. And you I did say that, but I can't I do an episode about movies that I'm grateful for without talking but about this I, film. But then I challenged extent. myself, and I remembered a far off place, and I remembered that stuff, and I was like, and those movies mean a lot. I to mean, me. here's the thing, though. I they're I, not my top. 10. I've challenged myself to some extent. I think Under the Tuscan Sun is the only new entry on my list. But I think that like, so, so, okay, here's the thing. This movie for me, I know that it's predictable, 
but it is literally and i don't i don't think that there's like i I know that i've probably attempted to convey this and i've probably ad nauseum conveyed this to you but there is no more profound of a cinematic experience in my personal life than this film trust me i know and so for me to not include that in a list of films that i'm grateful for like that doesn't make sense Mm -hmm. so i am grateful for it i can't imagine a world where it didn't exist we're actually coming up on the two-year anniversary of it i think two or Uh three years um it's it's just i don't know it's it's the best it's the best cinematic experience i've ever had in my life and i think when i think about gratitude it's about family it's about love it's about you know what i mean like there again there's so many layers to this film and it affected me personally on so many levels trust me i feel the same you know i feel the same it's definitely i put it on my honorable mention if we were gonna do that because i'm like obviously i have to talk about this movie it's one of my favorite movies ever of all time yeah I was like, but I, you know, she was like, oh, just top 10. I'm like, yeah, that's true. We do talk no, about I know. it. I know. And I'm sorry that you're heartless, Natalie, and that you can't appreciate my choice. My top movie has so much heart to it. It's You're Gonna Die. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's <laughs> it's probably going to be a Jim Carrey film. Exactly. Can I start no. pred- making predictions now? No. It's not? Okay. Mm-mm. Can I? Let's see. Is it a romantic comedy? I was going to say, give us some no. hints because I want to guess Is it a one. horror movie? No. Is it a drama? No. Is it a romance? No. Is it a thriller? No. Is it a musical? Is it a gangster movie? Absolutely not. <laughs> no. What other? Is genre? it a cartoon? No. 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 What other genre? I was gonna say is we've there? named everything. What genre is it? It's a documentary. Crime? Sci-fi? Oh. Comedy? Is it, is it the Fly? So, oh Jesus! No, it's not. Sci-fi? Com- oh, Galaxy Quest. Don't ruin it right oh, away. Oh, I'm sorry. Who ruined mine? I'm sorry, but I thought we yeah. were guessing. How does it feel? It sucks. <laughs> So this, to me, is like, I feel like this movie is so entertaining. And for me not being a fan of this genre, for it to entertain me as much as it has every single time I watch it. Galaxy Quest? I don't think I've ever seen this. I do love Alan Rickman, though. Alan Rickman. Jesus. Tim Allen. um, Justin Long. Justin Long. Gina? Gina? No. Sam Rockwell. Sigourney Weaver. Yes, Sam Rockwell. It is unbelievable. Believable. Is Rain like a, Wilson. Is like, like Star there's Wars just so, parody? Like what's the... It's a Star, Star Trek, Trek parody. Star Trek parody. Yeah. Okay. So to me... And like I didn't watch Star Trek. So Sam. for yeah, me Tim to like Allen. not have any of those references and for me to love this movie and the world that it was showing me and it was still all kind of like behind the scenes of these actors that were on a Star Trek type show and Tim Allen was the... Um, why can I not think of his name? Uh, Picard. No, uh, not Patrick Picard. Stewart. Kirk. Kirk. Captain Kirk. Captain Kirk. What the hell is his name? Why can I think of it? Oh, William Shatner. I listen to this all day. William Shatner. God, the guys are going to kill me. The listen to um, hates us right now. They're like, you guys have no well, business Well, I'm like, I watched Star Trek The Next Generation, yeah. so that's why I was so, going to that. Yeah, so okay. I didn't watch any of that stuff growing up at all. So he, Tim Allen plays the William Shatner type of star that was on the Star Trek show. Oh, so it's about a show. It's a movie yes, about yes. a show. Behind so the show. Okay. these actors keep coming together years after the show is off the air to go to these conventions like that Comic-Con. celebrate, they hate that celebrate the show. Yes. And Tim Allen is an alcoholic and hates <laughs> his life and doesn't get along with his cast members and yada, yada, yada. And Tim Allen gets pulled by these... <sighs> characters that he feels like are just trying to get him to some reason i get when you're explaining this right now i'm like oh yeah i've seen this movie it's super funny i remember like the 
people that come and think yeah. they're real. I, why do I get that confused with, uh, dude, where's my car? Oh, <laughs> it's kind of kind of close. It's, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. So it's, he thinks that he's just being pulled for another job and he needs the money, but it's actually these aliens from outer space that are taking him on a spaceship like real to try alien. and so they're watching because they think that they're, he's really yeah they're okay. watching the show and they call them the historical documents on how <laughs> to survive in outer space and so they bring him on to like defeat it their is very funny. enemy it is funny. and so it's so like it's just fish out of water sort of experience and to me this move why i'm thankful for it one is it like made me appreciate this movie in a genre that I normally wouldn't care about. It introduced me to two very important people in my life that I not in my life personally, <laughs> but like people that I'm so excited about and Who are will these always people? follow Justin Long okay. Sam Rockwell. and Sam Rockwell. Okay. And they were just it it is an amazing, amazing, fun movie. And I just... It is very funny. I can't say anything better about this movie. Like, Alan Rickman. Alan everybody. Alan Rickman. Oh. And so they were so close to doing... I don't know if I mentioned the year. It's 99. They were so close to doing... Oh, right. I think they were in the works on That's doing right. a sequel. And then Alan Rickman died. Passed away. And so they were just tabled it. Because it was just... It's not appropriate to do a sequel without him. Like, gotcha. it's just... I don't know. This movie is just, I love it so much. And my dad and I love it. And I just remember laughing at Sam Rockwell in this movie so fucking hard that I was like crying because it was just like, he is one of the funniest people I've ever seen. And I just love it. I love that. So I'm actually excited because I have two, I feel like I'm really excited about two movies that we've talked about today Mm -hmm. that I want to go watch now. So that's definitely one of them just because the premise sounds really fun. Yeah, I think you'd Um, really like it. And the Reese Witherspoon one that I already forgot the name of. A Far Off Place. A Far Off Place. Two very different. They're babies. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited about that one. It's a great movie. I love Reese. So I'm surprised that there's a movie that she's done Well, did you ever see A Man on the Moon? I love it. You know what's funny about that is that was a movie that I... Not the Jim Carrey man on the moon. I have seen that movie, and it's only because I used to work with this woman that was, like, obsessed with the film. And I was like, I didn't know what... Like, that was her first movie, right? Reese? Yeah. Yeah. A Man on the Moon. Yeah. And then The Far Off Place was the second. Well, maybe not. Cool. But it's, like, within a couple years. Do you guys want to do? I don't. I'm not going to do honorable mentions because you're just going to give me shit for them. So I'm yeah, done well, with, with if, my list. Do you have any new honorable mentions? I would I'm love to save hear them any for new another ones. episode that oh, you're unbothered by. Oh, excuse us. <laughs> I, I but any. I like us discovering new movies that I never knew that you guys like. I do too, but I think in this particular list, I just it wasn't that wasn't going to be my. It's hard. For this. There's okay. There's weird movie. I almost put on here. This is such an obscure romance rom-com-ish kind of movie uh, called Feast of Love that was like Greg Kinnear, um, Morgan Freeman. It came out, I don't know what year, Um, but it was such a weird movie, but it was about all of these relationships like Greg Kinnear's character character keeps... Connector. (laughs) Greg Connector. Keeps getting into... Like, he goes, dives headfirst into these relationships that aren't good for him, and he ends up getting divorced, and his neighbor is Morgan Freeman, and they kind of just see him going through life like this. And he just wants to be married and have kids and have a family. And there's this young couple that he meets through this coffee shop that he goes to that... The woman, I think she goes to maybe like, I can't even remember, maybe like a psychic or something. And she, the psychic tells her like, he's going to die. Be careful. Get out of this. And she decides to stay. 
and she gets pregnant and then he just like has an aneurysm and dies and it's like her choosing to love for as long as she can rather than like protecting herself and leaving and not getting hurt what is it called it's called a feast of love Huh. So it's like something where it's that like... That premise sounds interesting. It's To me, I really... I did like the movie and it's like... It kind of made me think of like I'd rather try and see what's going to happen versus like constantly pulling myself away to like protect myself. So I think it's like there's moments of that where but it's like... do you practice that? Not right now. Okay. Ever? <laughs> okay. Didn't think so. Not right now. So I'm going to throw in an honorable mention because I was just going through my list and I thought, you know what? It's it would never ever land on this list, mm-hmm. but I just want to see if you can guess it. Okay, yeah, tell me a little details. It's, it's a movie that I'm grateful for. And I think Are I'm, you gonna give me any hints? I'm gonna yeah. give you a couple of hints. So okay. I've mentioned it. Sex in the City. A few times. I mean, not so obvious. I'm gonna make this one not so obvious, okay. but it, there's a joke in here somewhere. So okay. let's see. So it's a movie that you seem to talk about much more than I do. It's a movie that San Andreas. <laughs> you didn't even let me give you any hints. That's how great it was. I was just going through this list because of, you said that she talks about she it. Always, more. she thinks that like I'm obsessed with this movie, and it's funny because I just saw it on the list, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna like see if I can work this into the conversation somehow. And here we are. I would have loved that. That would have been great. great. Yeah. Oh would have been God. funny if that was like my number two. I would have loved it. Yeah. I really would have loved it. I was like, it. well, there's a lot of shaking. There's a scene with Kylie Minogue in the rooftop restaurant. <laughs> a great film we've ever watched it well i i am thankful for you too so both of you guys oh we're thankful for you too yes and we're thankful for our our listeners i know we should say that so they don't stop listening to us because that's important we're definitely thankful for that yeah Yeah. thank you for listening to our show and thank you for spending this last almost year with us yeah we're really excited and we're excited for everything coming in 2020 yeah eat those mashed potatoes as always, we want to thank you for listening. For more information, please be sure to visit themartiniscale.com, where you can find links for all of our social channels in addition to show notes and more. If you haven't already, please head over to Apple Podcast and rate and review us. It helps others discover the show. We'll see you next time. Cheers! Cheers. Bye!